When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with a personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Hello, and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, Matt Ford. And me... John Richardson. This is a podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the APL teams from the country's funniest people. This week, we'll be joined by our first international guest, the phenomenal comedian Henning Venn. Mm-hmm. Before that, where do we stand, John? We're halfway through game week 29. And at the moment, John, you're on 51 points, but you take a minus four to take you down to 47. Mm-hmm. I am on 78 points. You're having a blinder. It's pretty much game over, isn't it, for this week? Well, I triple Captain Salah. Yeah, because he's got a double game week. Injured now. Well, yes, but you know the app sometimes says he's injured and then he's not, is he? Something. Yeah, seventy-five percent chance, as we've uh, our old friend Richard Osman would say, seventy-five percent chance. The bods in the office say. Yes, so I'm wishing I'd played Ramsey instead of Rafinha because my bench did quite well. But nevertheless, um, I've still got a few players. If Salah plays. even if he doesn't, I've still got Trent, Robertson, Tierney, Saka and Lacazette. But I'm mm-hmm. still playing against each other because that's Liverpool-Arsenal. Yes, well, that's it. It's one of those big games. And we all remember earlier in the season, those of us who looked at Liverpool-Manchester United and thought maybe this is the game they'll keep Mo Salah quiet, moved the captain's armband and he scored a hat-trick. So, you know, he's, he is a player that shines in the big games. That's why I captained him this week. I was looking at Saka, I was looking at other players and I thought, I can't risk that happening, I can't risk that happening again. I'm now um, up to 11th in the Comedians League. which Shooting is up the league. You're in fifth. I mean, I'm, I'm still a good 200 points behind you. Um, but my God, you know, my ambition was to get top 10, or I think even top half. Um, it, so it's very exciting for me. It's a question I've certainly asked you in Weatherspoons over the years. But if you don't mind me asking, if it's not too personal a question, how many chips have you got left? <laughs> Um, let me have a look. I think I've used all my chips now. Oh, no, I've not used Bench Boost. Bench so Boost is the only one I've got left. So you've used all your free hits and wild cards and all that business. You've used yeah. your triple captain this week, so you've got your Bench Boost left. Okay. What about well, you? Really... Well, I'm in a sort of Leeds United position now where I'm looking at what is the minimum I need. You know, you're on such a rampant run of form at the moment that I'm thinking I've got to secure a couple more wins, really, to be uh, sure. What are we got? So 10, 11 game weeks left, I think. Um, and, you know, you are now, you, what are you, nine behind? I'm assuming you've won this week, nine or ten behind. So I've got a free hit left, and that is big. Certainly going into this game week where, you know, I've been looking at this a long time and thinking, with only eight games, do I use the free hit this week and make sure that I field without any penalty, uh, not just an 11, but a 15 who are going to feature in these games? Mm. 
But how confident am I in any of the results? I don't know, really. Wolves leads. That, that doesn't end well for Leeds, I don't think. Villa, Arsenal, that could easily be a bit of a stalemate. Villa on a run of form. Arsenal on a run of form. Leicester, Brentford. Leicester probably going to win that, but is it going to be a hammering? And then Tottenham, West Ham, you know, that could easily be a stalemate. So do you waste a free hit and then have a couple of games where the teams cancel each other out? I think there's a bigger question. Mm-hmm. And that I didn't want to raise this too soon, but given how I've done this week, it, it's a question we need to deal mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. think this show is going to face a constitutional crisis. I think there's going to be an issue of legitimacy towards the end, potentially. Now, can you guess where this is going? Go on. You think well, you're going to draw level and win? Well, no, this is the thing is, you may win on game weeks one, but I may finish above you in the league. So who then would be the ultimate winner? I would. Because that's how we measure things. It is, but also it is and it isn't. If I finish well, above you, on what basis have I actually lost? Um, oh, it's interesting. We've got to put it to the listeners. Hello at cpfpl.com. You can find us on uh, Instagram. Messages there. You can message us on Twitter. Um, yeah, so going I mean, back to an issue that we've we we, we have discussed before on on, uh, on the grounds of your recent success. More tweets again this week on your sudden turnabout in form and you know just which 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 areas you are taking advice from you have you'd like right. to name check anyone this week anyone you just want to give a little shout out to you call out for hot tips every week you uh i don't get a i've had two hot tips and they were about three weeks ago and i took them both been very open about taking them both um and what has changed is at the start of the season obviously i didn't know how to play the game i just had to learn how to play it yeah. It's as simple as that. I've just been yeah. more sensible. Sticking with Kane. I mean, you remember those days? Oh, with absolute hilarity. You know, absolutely loved it. Couldn't have That's, loved it more. Yeah, that hobbled me early, really. That that meant that that sort of season was doomed. I mean, imagine I'd started like this. It would be a very different world. But it's not. I have to... Um, learn from it and learn from it I did and that's why my form has improved I understand the rules of the game better okay the rules of real football are that if you're in the bottom three at the end of the season you get relegated there's been a real fear that Leeds United AFC might go down um but you had a lovely result at the weekend, and I believe you were there to watch that amazing victory over the Titans, Norwich City. Oh, you are such a little turd. Um, yeah, well, you know, you can only play the team that's put in front of you. I mean, let's be clear. I mean, yeah, it's not, you know, it's it's a harder job we made than we should have of beating Norwich, who are not a strong team. However... We hit the woodwork three times. We could have easily gone in 3 nil up. I mean, we've been saying that all season, actually. And that is probably why we're where we are in the league. But as a football fan, what do you want? And for me, you want memories like that. That is a game I'll remember for a very long time. Absolutely sensational. Bit of needle, Aaron's down the right-hand side, acting like a tit. Um, Bamford back, looking exceptional. Friend of the show, big Paddy B. Up front, I tell you what, becoming a dad, he hasn't lost that touch. Um, wonderful to why see would, him back. Why would he have lost the touch through fatherhood? Um, well, you lose a lot, don't you? Lack of sleep, 
um, you know, he's just shifting as a man. You know, his priorities have changed. Maybe he doesn't want to bring that ball down. Maybe he just thinks, what is the point of this? What 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 kind of world have I brought a, ch- a child into? Let's hoof it into Rosette. And the police I... report, he didn't think that. He, he took it down beautiful. Yeah, d- beautifully. Doesn't it... Um... I imagine becoming a father makes you feel more masculine. It, it, it probably boosts your testosterone because you think, yes, it works. Have you found me to be more masculine since I became a dad? Yeah, you've become really gruff. And like, <laughs> I, I remember the last time I stayed at your house and you walk around topless while carrying those tyres around covered in grease. Yeah, I was, I was like, yeah. Was. Look at him. Look that at him. I was uh, changing the tyres on the big rig that weekend. Um, <laughs> I had a lovely day, thank you. Um, I'm and then I got back and had to immediately balance. I tell you what, becoming a father does do. You balance out that adrenaline boost pretty fast. There's no coming home, oi, oi, kicking the door in. Let's order a curry. You've got bedtime to do, so you, you, you know, you're going to be reading Harry McClary pretty soon after you get in from that match, and you need to just simmer down. Yes, but I think that's, you know, what a great world. You get to have quality time with your daughter after watching Leeds win and, and hopefully a step closer to securing your Premier League survival. Obviously, if you're blind drunk, that's difficult. Mm, I've only done that once, bedtime reading drunk, where I couldn't read the words. And, and, and did, I won't be doing that again. It was embarrassing. And did she say, Daddy, what's up with you? She, yeah, she sort of spotted that I couldn't get the words out. And, and she's at an age where she's learning to read now. So I thought on my head, spun it round. So I'll tell you what, why don't you read to me tonight? And uh, I'll tell you what, best night's sleep I've ever had. I was asleep within about 30 <laughs> seconds. Um, she brushed my teeth for me, put me in the recovery position. She's a very astute five-year-old. Now, speaking of testosterone, yeah, you had a gig this week, didn't you? And then you went to watch some men fighting, didn't you? Oh, my God. So I went to uh, Nottingham on Saturday night to watch the Lee Wood-Michael Conlon fight. Oh, my word. So I couldn't go to the Forest match because I was on the radio, so then I'd, like, leg it up there on the train. Forest had just beaten Reading 4-0, so Nottingham was just, like, bouncing. Mm. Got in there. So we had amazing seats. Sat next to Michael Conlon's brother. Now, obviously, if you've seen the fight for the weekend, if you read about it, Lee Wood retained his world title with a 12-round knockout. He got... He got part of his backside in the first round. So it was. An, I've been to so many great fights. I think that is the best fight I've ever been to. It was incredible. It was 12 rounds of toe-to-toe. It could have gone either way. And Lee was probably behind on the scorecards, needed to knock him out in the final round, and he did. There was then obviously the immediate concern that Michael Collins was fine, went to hospital, and he's absolutely fine. So you can celebrate. But my God, that was absolute bedlam madness. And I... I loved it, John. I I would love a good boxing match. And there was beer. I saw Joe Worrell there and Andy Reid. So um, I see Andy Reid in there. I went, Reedy. He was, all right, mate, how's it going? I was, oh. He's basically got a pub in Nottingham called Raglan Roads. I was, oh, you're going, we're going Raglan Roads tomorrow. Are you going to be back? And I can't remember what he said. Anyway, it seemed like five minutes later. So Reedy, how you doing, mate? I said, going to Raglan Roads. He went, 40. You said that to me five minutes ago. I was like, oh, I'm so sorry, mate. I'm so sorry, man. I was like, oh, God. Just what a child. And I touched Joe Worrell. And it's the same conversation we're having about Kel Brook. When you touch a footballer's back or their side, (laughs) good God. Why why are we doing that? Well, he put his arm around me. Right, okay. I put my arm around his back. That's allowed. That's allowed. I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's almost like their bodies are colder than ours. Do you know what I mean? I've got a hot body, a hot squidgy body 
mm. of like a sort of bag of microwaved offal with a face. And then you touch <laughs> Joe Wong, you're like, oh my God, you're like concrete, man. Is he a funny man? He's a lovely man. He is a very funny man. He's got a great... Would you ever say, uh, Warra Laura Laura laughs? <laughs> I fun. would. I would now. I would you can now. have that, mate. Don't tell him I don't tell him I said to say it, but if you say it, if he laughs when you say it, then tell him I said it, but otherwise you keep it to yourself. Yeah, you don't think that's going to get... So, yes, it, it, it was a great night. Now, here's a bit of news for you, John. Oh, I like news. A potential fight for Lee Wood is Josh Warrington. Oh, Leeds, Leeds, Leeds. Uh-oh. Imagine Uh-oh. that. And they're saying yeah. it could be at Elland Road. We'll have to sit in opposite ends. Yeah, I'll still get you afterwards, though. Yeah? I'll find, I'll find you. I'll get you. All right, mate. <laughs> you know what? It is weird. You know, when you go and watch a band, like, I remember going to see Morrissey, and there were loads of blokes there with, like, quiffs and the kind of rockabilly look. And when you go and see Oasis, yes. it's like Liam Gallagher haircuts. When you go to a boxing match, there are people there behaving like they're going to fight. I mean, I'm sure some of them probably are going to fight later on. But it is weird that you're like, well, you're sort of cosplaying being a boxer while you're at the fight. Odd, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, that side of it, you know, tricky, isn't it? But um, all right. Well, we'll see. I, I, I'm pretty sure I could get you locked after at Ellen Road, if really? you know what I mean. No, I don't know what you I'll mean. I'll get you I'll locked after, mate. I'll yeah, get you locked after. Yeah, you want to get locked after? You want to get locked after? You want to have a nice time? I do want to have a nice time, yeah. Yeah, I'll make sure you have a nice time, mate. Okay. I think you mean that in a nice way, but I think... Oh, I, I do mean that. I'll, I'll really look after you, mate. I think I've you got, then really some friends there who will look after you. What do you mean? I, mean, I don't want to get, get beaten up. How are you going to get tucked up in bed? You're going to have a <gasps> lovely day, and then you're going to get tucked up in bed. I'll tell you as well. So on the Sunday, so what I did, so I went to the fight on the Saturday, and then Sunday just, like, went to a load of pubs in Nottingham with some mates. And, a pub uh, crawl? A pub crawl. One of them. You know That's the what they call it, isn't it? Yeah, oh, so many good pubs in Nottingham. So I had, had some lovely sides. One of the oldest pubs in uh, the world, actually. It was, oh, I think Jesus stopped there for a point on his way from Nazareth. And, uh, you know, it was a cracking pub. It is a cra- And we were there. We I did end there on Sunday. Of course night, you did. Of course you then did. I went. Can you get my, old mate, to... uh, my old mate Tibsy. Yeah, we'll call him that because he once cacked himself at Tibshelf. Yeah, he, <laughs> uh, he's got a pub. <laughs> <laughs> cacked himself. Actually, I think I think someone did cack themselves. I can't go into details. The weekend. Okay. Them. Anyway, <laughs> like I say, lovely fellas. Mm. Um, I'm obviously going back up for the Liverpool game on Sunday, so that's very exciting. Oh, wonderful! Well, good luck. Thank you. So, but what I did at the end of the night, treated myself to a Taco Bell. Oh, uh, no, I don't like Taco Bell. Why not? Uh, bad for my lot. Oh, man. I mean, you've got, yeah. to, you've got to be more reasonable about this, John. Well, no, that's not what the values you live by are, is it? You can't just say, <laughs> well, they don't, they don't cater for me, but I'll let it slide. You can't if you don't want me in your establishment, then you can sod right off. Well, they've got fries. You can have the I fries. I also think right? it's one of the worst sort of American imports. It's no. one of those that it carries a cachet because it's on, you know, Bill and Ted and all that. What? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. You know, there are certain American brands that you think, oh, that's exciting. We've got one of them. And then when you go in, you think, you know, to them wimpy. No. I said it. Said no, no, it. no, no. I have a lovely time in Taco Bell. Obviously, the one in Nottingham is one of the few in the UK. So I was. Yeah, it's actually the sure first I... one, actually. It's been there since 1894. It's actually where the taco was invented, just before we won the first European Cup. 
<laughs> so I went there. Then what I like to do after I've had an evening meal, I, I don't know if you remember this, I like to eat sweet food because I find oh, yeah. I, I have a craving for either chocolate. So anyway, so I go to Taco mm. Bell. It was one of those where I was quite drunk and I kept forgetting I had other stuff in the bag. So I'd finished the burrito and then I remember looking in the bag because I was going to put the bin. I went, ooh, and I had a taco ooh. in there as well. So that was a treat. So I was eating that. <laughs> anyway, so I, I get back to the hotel and then, I mean, this is about eight o'clock at night. And uh, I fall asleep, and then I, I wake up at two o'clock in the morning because I can hear an argument in the corridor. And I thought, oh, I really want an earwig on this, but I can't be bothered mm. to get out of bed. It went on and on and on. So I just thought, I'm going to earwig on it, right? So then I'm looking through the little spy hole. I can't see them, but it sounds like it's right next to my door. And I push me up against it, and I can hear one of the people going, the contract you signed is very clear. You are not allowed unregistered guests in your room after 11pm. Naughty, naughty. And then the other... Then the, <laughs> female member of staff and a female guest, and the female guest starts going, I'm going to leave you a dead bad trip advisor of you, I am. I'm, <laughs> I'm going to name you. What's your name? And she goes, oh, you know, my name is... Um, whatever her name was, you know, Katie or whatever. And she goes, right, I'm going to remember that. You're going to be in that trip advisor review. I hope you're proud of yourself because I'm going to write an horrible trip advisor. Oh, you know what? I could go on trip advisor now and see if they've done it. Hold on. Hold Ooh, on. Oh, my God. This is, this is breaking. Now I know what it must be like to work at Sky um, News. Oh, I was staying at this hotel, and all I wanted was to have 17 friends back for a bit of fun. There was and someone... Katie said, I want a lad. The, um, the first thing I heard, actually, was something. someone was going... I've lost control. I've lost control. And I don't know whether that was the staff saying to another member of staff. So the last review for the Park Plaza in Nottingham um, is Chris from Worcestershire. Uh, and that was March. He's giving it a four. He's giving it a four. What would you give it? I think it's a really good hotel. Um, I'd, give it, I'd give it a five. You know what yeah. as well? You know what I really liked? Getting the train up on Saturday evening, right? So I leg it and I get like the half train from St Pancras. And... What I did, this is, uh, you know, sometimes I think I'm, I'm such a good planner. I'm never going to be at your level in terms of admin and whatnot. Mm. Um, but I, I put some of my favorite lagers in the fridge and then took them to the train with me. So when I got to Absolute, I put oh, them in the fridge yeah. there. So they were cold. Um, and I thought rather than just buying ones at the train station I'm not particularly keen on, I might as well have ones that I like. So I had some nice yeah. German ones that I got for Christmas and um, a few Amstels because I thought I don't want to go straight in on the five percenters, you know. How many have you had on the train up then? Six bottles on the train. That's good going. Yeah. What's not taking two hours? Hour and a half. Not oh, bad. All like hour and forty. Going. Not, not bad, bad at all. That. So it's not just like that, mate. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought I thought that was right. I think if That's I the sort room. of behaviour that means you get a table to yourself, if you know what I mean. Little old Nana gets on. She's off to see her grandkids. She probably hasn't seen them for a few years. She's all excited. Oh, oh she'll oh, she'll see myself. I like a table. Oh, there's one. There's only one gentleman sat on it. He's oh, uh, well, right, dog. <laughs> Do you want one, dog? I'll open one for you. Take your bloody COVID mask off. Get that down, you Gregory. Anyway. So, um, so, so I do that on the train, listening to the Oasis Nebworth live album, just as the sun's going down on this yeah, beautiful country. And I just yes. thought, this is life. And I'm about, you know, I really did, and I'm, you know what? I almost tweeted it. But do you remember a few years ago, you ripped the piss out of how often I tweeted I'm on a train listening to Oasis? <laughs> 
I think I did it on a TV thing, didn't I? I think you I did. did it on like a pilot. I amassed every tweet you've put that said, I'm just walking down the street or on a train listening to Oasis. Wearing me yeah. pretty green. <laughs> yeah, I haven't, I haven't tweeted that since because every time I go to do it, <laughs> ah, and then I watched them punch each other in the head. It yes. was such a great day. Forfeits. Where are Quick we? Quick update for people. So I have, uh, as of this morning, ordered you a selection of uh, jewellery uh, for your um, James Madison. I didn't get you the authorised James Madison because I'm not right. It's too expensive. How He's much are you himself out of the really? I, I believe the pearl necklace is £100. <laughs> Um, there are earrings as well. So I've ordered you to keep in, because what he's done, I mean, if you're paying £100, you want something that smacks of a bit of class, don't you? And he's got that lovely emoji design, because do you know what emoji says to me? Classy outfit. Um, oh, yeah. So I've gone on to a more discount retailer website and bought you uh, an emoji pearl necklace um uh some clip on earrings because i know you're not uh you're not pierced anymore are you no um, not there <laughs> and also uh thrown in a cheeky little uh, nose ring um as well so those will be arriving in the next few days you haven't really spent a uh, hundred quid have you have i ball bags okay no, good. Not. <laughs> you want to see what i've got on my camera there uh, this is loading video oh i can see you oh my god Bottle Vodka. of body. Oh, oh, oh! Fizzy Friends. Fizzy Friends. Look at those. Grapefruit peach flavour. So I'll okay. be mixing them up after, oh, the, yes. after the record. Do you want to see me pop the first one in now? Yeah, go on. There's a Fizzy Friend look. When are we going to see each other then? When are we going to... Well, I'll bring it to you. I shall make a special trip. I'm in London Wednesday, actually. Oh, I'm in the northeast. Here we go. I'll pull it up to the mic. You might be able to hear the plonk. Oh, satisfying. There you go. So your first fizzy friends in. I'll be ramming the whole lot in there. And a few other bonus bits. I might stick some other stuff in there that I think will help the flavour. Um, now, we've had a very kind email from a gentleman called Chris. Okay. Um, Chris says, hi, Matt and John. Firstly, love the podcast. It's great. Cheers, um, I would like to offer Matt the opportunity to complete one of his outstanding forfeits. Matt is playing Northampton on Friday, the 1st of April. April I Fool's am. Day. You may be a witty April Fool's Day opener there, I don't doubt. Little, uh, guys, I, I, I bet you were wondering if I was going to turn up. Uh, and then you're into the satire. Um, I manage the Waterside Bar and Restaurant on the university campus. As the name alludes, the bar is next to water, so we can find a duck. We serve pints in the bar. We are a five-minute walk from the Derngate Theatre. I am even happy to pay for the pint if Matt is interested. What Ooh. do you think? You've been offered the chance to have a pint with a duck in Northampton. That's great. I mean, I don't drink before gigs, as you know. Um, so I don't want to no. do it before because I'd, mm. I'd be pretending. But if I could, if there's a way to do it after, I wonder. I wonder if you can. We, I wonder if this might be doable. You know. I wonder. I'm just thinking. Based on what he's saying, we might be able to do that. So that's very exciting. What's the name Ex of the pub? Uh, the Waterside Bar and Restaurant. And restaurant in uh, Northampton. Oh, uh, uh, in Northampton, yeah. Ducks up at night. Um, where do they? Where, what's a duck's no, bed? That, do you know, yeah, I, I, they used to come out from under. They sleep sort of underneath the uh, canal bank, I think. So I'll just um, go down there and wake them up. Go away. Oi, 
Get out of here now. I've come all the way from London to see you. I tell you, um, what, that Woodside restaurant looks great. Shall we introduce our guest? Yes, that's a really good idea, mate. We are delighted to be joined by the fantastic comedian Henning Venn. Henning, welcome to the show. Do you play Fantasy Premier League? I'm afraid I don't. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have opened with that. (laughs) No, it's like, because that's just another thing you have to do on your computer or your telephone, isn't it? So uh, I watch Hastings United, I watch Wickham Wanderers, so uh, I hope that's of some consolation for for the show. Did you ever do it in the days when it was, you know, in the papers and it wasn't it wasn't app based? No, that's all. I don't like uh, faff. <laughs> <laughs> and anything like that's got the word faff written over it with <laughs> big letters. Um, what I used to do, we had that at school uh, and uh, from and, and thereafter, we did um, forecast, we did predict the uh, the football results. Okay. So, and if you got the right, the correct result, it was two points. If you got like the the one draw or or, or a home draw or away correct, then it was one point. And uh, yeah, so and then we added that up over the the course of the season. That was always very enjoyable. So you came. Uh, I don't. It sounds like a hostile way of starting. You came to our country, Henning, and you had the whole sort of gamut of clubs available to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made you? Uh, sign your allegiance to Wickham Wanderers? Because I could foresee that in roughly in 20 years' time from when I joined them, there would be a mad American owner stepping in and leading them into the Premier League. <laughs> um, no, it was like, uh, it was a very lucky coincidence um, because my English wasn't good enough to really... So I applied to all the 92 uh, football league clubs, the, the company I was working home uh, back home for, they were about to go under... I looked at my CV, looked all right, but I didn't speak English other than very basic school English. And so let's go to Blighty for a while and uh, <laughs> pick up the lingo. And uh, so, yeah, I applied to all the 92 league clubs and with Wickham. So my English wasn't good enough really to apply for a sales job. But what I could offer was a research project um, in regards to uh, customer stakeholder satisfaction, let's call it. So uh, where do the the staff, the supporters, the sponsors, the local residents, or a- a- anyone connected to the club. Where do they see the club and where do they want the club to go? And uh, I was very lucky. I joined Wickham Wanderers the season after they made it through to the uh, to the semi-final mm. uh, in, uh, when was that, 2001, wasn't it? Yeah. And... So after that, they for the so they had they had some money coming in, and then for the first time they got a prof- they got, got a full time CEO in. Until that point, the club was effectively run by a chairman's PA. So and Simon Monkman, his name, and he had uh, a, a, a strong marketing background, but he had essentially nothing to work with. And when I then uh, pitched to him what I was offering, he, he then said, "That's exactly what we need," and I was very very fortunate. So. Uh, uh, and didn't expect it to work out uh, as well as, as it has. So I was very fortunate getting not just an internship or nothing, but, but like a proper uh, proper paid job with, with car and whatnot. So that was all very, very fortunate. This is incredible, Henning. So you played an active role in the success of Wickham Wanderers. So how did it go? Were the stakeholders happy? Well, it's like with 
With everything, isn't it? So overall, I mean, the local residents, so at the time, Wickham Wanderers, they were in the process of getting a ground share done with London Wasps, with the rugby team. But they were allowed, by the, by the rules of the council, they were allowed to ground share with a football club, but not with a rugby club. Now, so they needed council approval for that. And as you can imagine, the local residents, they obviously were up in arms against it because it means more match day interference, blah, 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 more people parking on their drives and, 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 and so on. And uh, then it was really a case of the club getting in touch with the local residents and saying, look, we haven't been the best of neighbours in the past, but everything's <laughs> going to change. Please don't be obstructive with the ground share. It's a once-in-a-generation once opportunity and we'll be really good neighbours. So, and finally, finally, everyone agreed to it. And then none of the residents ever heard another word from the club after everything was <laughs> So, was it chaos behind the scenes, Henning? You know, watch these football documentaries, Sunderland Till I Die, the four-year plan. It looks as if though every football club is carnage. Was that the same at Wickham? No, I must say it didn't feel like carnage. I mean, it was then a bit more carnage when uh, when Steve Hayes became the uh, CEO there from Loans.co.uk, and then he ended up in prison, didn't he? So, uh, and and that was all. That was all a bit more chaotic when I was there. I would say everything seemed to be in reasonably fine order because it was a family club. Lots of people had been working there for years, so there was a great degree of stability. Now, saying all that, the, the thing about working in a football club, like the whole atmosphere in your workplace depends 99% on the fact that the striker scored a sitter or didn't need to score the sitter. So you lose the game, <laughs> the whole week is awful. And uh, you win the game, there is a real buzz around the place. So it's as simple as that. I'm absolutely amazed that we started this interview with you saying you don't uh, do FPL because you don't like anything that's faff related. And yet we've had a five minute conversation in which you used phrases like, well, we needed council approval. I mean, you strike me as the sort of man who would absolutely thrive in the fantasy football environment. Yeah, but I mean, one is a democratic process. The other one is time-wasting, isn't it? So uh, <laughs> <laughs> you need council approval. You don't need a fantasy football league team. Okay, I, I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I'm in awe of a kindred spirit here because this is the sort of conversation me and Lucy have around the house. Where does this end, this definition of what is an essential task and what isn't because I imagine it makes you quite the tricky customer to wake up next to in the morning. <laughs> uh, no, that is essential waking up in the morning. Yes, so yeah. I would never hold that against anyone. <laughs> <laughs> I would be actually, I would be more miffed if they weren't waking up. Yeah, paperwork. You wake up next to a corpse, mate. That's paperwork. That's what that is. <laughs> That's red yeah. tape. Yeah. Yeah, it's lots of lots of tape and paper bag, bin bags, isn't it, or uh, or paperwork? See, Henning, you seem first. You're a football fan. Secondly, you clearly get satisfaction from um, facts and engagement with facts. It feels like FPL actually should be right up your street. Is there anything the game could do to appeal to you? If it was a bit more like football index, which to be fair also didn't play, but if there was, if <laughs> that went bust. <laughs> A betting, a gambling. So if I had the chance to lose quite a bit of money, then I would probably be more interested. Okay, so risk. You want the fear of financial ruin. 
Yeah, I wouldn't go that far. I would probably set my stakes slightly lower than that. But um, <laughs> now it, it, it to incentivize you, if you if you are willing to join on our behalf for a week, you can join our league you, just for this one week. You can play against myself and Matthew, and if you beat us, and you have a massive advantage in that, you can literally build a team that will do well this weekend, as opposed to our sort of beaten up teams that have sort of morphed over the season. We'll buy you something. We'll get you a prize. That that tickle your tickle your fancy, mate. You like a bit of that? We're starting to talk, but it's still like I have to set up an account and passwords and usernames and. I mean, it's not that much of a faff, is it? I mean, how about this then? If you beat us, we'll get you a treat. If you finish below us, we'll repossess your house. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sponsored by Wonga? That is did they used to sponsor Newcastle? No? They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. And Hearts, Lothian as well. And funnily enough, that is that is that is ethically less dubious than their current ownership. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was watching Eddie Howe uh, talk exclusively about football this morning. But look, what say? But then, I, I mean, I've got a great deal of sympathy because what is he going to say? And if you look at the Premier League, you name me other than Norwich, a single club that isn't run by complete crooks no i can appreciate that i do think i do think it's possible to say i don't think they should have killed 81 people however i'm a football man rather than i don't want to comment on that because i'm a football man is that all right i noticed you didn't say that leeds was a well-run club there john well we i've had i've had my beef in the past with uh, our owner who took uh took the club on a post-season tour to myanmar which i didn't approve of as, as a decision have you still got that italian with his yacht Cellino, no, he's gone. Uh, yeah, he was a bit of fun. I was talking about him this weekend, actually, because he's one of the few owners to... Uh, I don't know if he... F- I think he failed first time the fit and proper ownership test, which, I mean, you, that's some doing, isn't it? And I think he failed mm. on something like... I don't think he paid taxes on a manure deal or something like that, or his import duties on a on a car. It, you know, it, it it's not the sort of thing that you should be failing for. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, because I remember I went to uh, Leeds Barnsley when you were still in the in the championship, and uh, tickets were forty two quid near the corner flag, and I thought, Jesus. And then you think now they say about leveling up and what have you, but looking at them ticket prices, they must have more money up north than what they're being given credit for. We. <laughs> <laughs> We are renowned for expensive away tickets and it is in part due to the cost of policing games because a lot of teams like to fight against Leeds United outside the ground. I don't know I don't know what their beef is. I've always I've always found Leeds fans to be a lovely bunch of uh, well behaved people. Uh, you know, families multi generational families hugging and celebrating the work of "Quote unquote, a great bunch of lads." However, mm. it has sometimes kicked off. And do you ever get to go and see? You're a Schalke fan, aren't you? Uh, back in Germany, do you ever get to go and see Schalke? Uh, occasionally, but I have to say that relationship has definitely cooled down. Oh no! So, you know, Why? When they when they moved to the new ground, that was already that was me done. Really, that's when I then checked out the Schalke dome. Indeed, indeed. What's it called? Uh, Arena of Schalke. Oh yeah, that so makes sense. Always this fake. Because it obviously used to be a coal mining area, and then they have got all them symbols to do with mining. Then the wire, the tunnel onto the pitch, it's like 
design. So they put some plastic up the wall so it looks like, supposedly looks like a coal mining shaft and all that. And I'll get bloody lost a lot of you. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you like that? It's just honouring the history, oh, isn't it's it? absurd. Yeah, you can do. Yeah, yeah. Honouring the history would have been staying in the old stadium, having everyone exposed to the elements. That would have been honouring your history. Moving into something, some big sports hall where you can shut the roof. That is not honouring to your history. And then it's essentially like a little sticking plaster putting on the. Oh, but look at that tunnel. It's absurd. I'm looking at the pictures of the stadium now. I mean, it's incredible that closable roof. I mean that that's a a national level stadium. But do you want? Yeah, but but are you awarding a prize for architecture now, or uh, what mm. eyes are you looking at it like like a building surveyor or something, or a football fan? I mean, I agree with you, Henning. I, I'm very much a, a retro kind of guy, um, but it is sponsored by Veltins, and that is a lovely lager. Yeah, and it was until uh, the week before last. Uh, we were being oh. sponsored by Gazprom. But now it turns out they're uh, they're Russian. You never knew. Russian, never, no, no one ever knew. <laughs> they have been parading round with Gazprom on their shirts, and now they realise it's a Russian company. Absolutely ridiculous. I'm spotting a uh, opportunity. We are currently Henning trying to get uh, as many breweries as possible to offer as brewery tours, so we can play them off against each other. After we we slagged off a national beer, and they invited us round, and we're now we're we're basically taking quotes and offers from all around, so we can make an informed decision. Yeah, um, mm. I'm googling Veltins. Pilsner. It's very it's a, nice. Goes down a treat. It really goes down the hedge very well. Yeah. It's a vegan friendly beer. I mean, Lowenbrau and Hofbrau, my two favourite German ones. I think they're really high quality lagers. Mm. Yeah, if it did everything as well as brewing beer, but there, yeah, I've got to say, I absolutely love the beer here in Britain with all the micro breweries and uh, craft ales, real ales, the new startups, the new breweries, everyone having a go at it. So, and then I absolutely... Well, they start off that way, don't they? And then it all goes bloody arena shalker, doesn't it? Until the big boys come in with a buyout deal. Yeah. Yeah. so, I mean, we've never ended a, an interview like this before, where usually it's sort of a done deal that the guest is going to be involved and we know what we're offering them. There's still some jeopardy here as to whether you actually are going to uh, join for a week. We just had a, trying to think of a sexy prize, and I don't want to let the listener in on the sort of bawdy chat we have off air, but before you joined, you were telling me you've recently been in a bit of a kerfuffle with your bedding and you've realised you've got king size and double sheets and, and duvets and, and you've decided to start uh-huh. all over again, perhaps... Perhaps a nice bit of bedding? Yeah, because you said you were in a similar situation and you sorted it all out or you thought until uh, Lucy come and messed it all up again. Uh, well, I was very careful not to use that wording. Uh, <laughs> my office is next to where she works and she can hear me. But what I actually said, Your Honour, she, 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 she put it back in the wardrobe, uh, thus separating out some, some of the piles that I'd taken quite, quite a lot of time to neatly put in terms of, you know, single, double. And there's a lot of bedding you acquire over the years that has quite a lot of emotional value. Um, and there's bedding we've acquired that politically I, I can't put on certain beds. <laughs> Are you a hoarder? I think I might be. I'm a sort of, um, yeah, I'm an emotional hoarder. I, I ascribe value to things that it, they just frankly don't deserve. I've got posters. I'm looking up now when I did my first ever gig. Uh, I went back to the hotel with my mum and sister. They came to support me and we had a small bottle 
of a champagne. It's in a small glass with a plastic screw top, you know, like you get the, uh, I've still got that there. I've got a mug that I had in primary school. I've got pretty much every birthday and Christmas card I've ever been given. Are you essentially, oh are you building your legacy already? Think, oh, if someone ever opens the John Richardson Museum and <laughs> enough I, stock, so I better don't chuck anything. I don't know what it is. It's it's a ludicrous. I've, I'm looking over my shoulder now. I can see a Kilkenny Cat Laughs football shirt that I wore during the Kilkenny uh, Cat Laughs festival. It must have been 10 years ago. And I know what it is. It's stuff my daughter will have to put in a skip when I'm dead. That's all it is. I know that. But, I, you know. I'm getting better at getting rid of stuff. Anyway, it's turned into a conversation about me having a sort of borderline psychological issue I need to deal with. I was just trying to offer you a gift. No, just get a, get a big old, get a few bin bags and just start filling them up. You, it's, everything is clutter. You don't need any clutter in life. Well, we've gone full circle. I think it might be safest to say you're not going to sign up to an FPL team then, Henning. Yeah, it's one of them. I like the idea... But there is a lot of hoops to jump through until you're finally <laughs> playing. And, and then you do it once, you'll never do it again. and uh, Or even worse, you become addicted, quite unlikely. But there is always, you always, could, could happen. Um, could, could you please just do it for this week? What do I have to do? Say a goalie, four defenders? Yeah, a couple of midfielders. I think Manuel Neuer is fit again, so he's definitely <laughs> showing. <laughs> yeah, you've got it. Yeah. Very good. You know what? It, it, you could have done it while we were talking. It's, de- it's very quick and easy. It's really good fun. Picking a username is great. Setting up a password. No, I'm not doing all that. I send you, I'll sit down and write you a list of 11 players who I think are decent. I right. send them over, and then you can stick a fiver on it each way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. You send me the team, and I'll set it up for you. Well, that's and is there absolutely no limit? Can I play? So no, there is a budget I have to be within, don't I? Well, you get you get a hundred million to spend, and the very most expensive players are in the region of twelve million. So if you were to pick eleven of them, obviously you'd be pushing your luck. But I mean, either that game is set in the past or in ten years' time, twelve million—that's these days will cost you the corner flag costs you that much. <laughs> I will give you some steer this week in terms of spending all your hard-earned money. It's a particularly exceptional game week, this one, because there are only four games. Um, so, you know, Manchester City aren't playing, Chelsea aren't playing, Liverpool aren't playing, Manchester United aren't playing. There are a lot of your premium players are not playing. So, How good is Ronaldo? Now, I can't stand the bloke, but how good is he? I can't comment. Matthew? Yeah, I mean, he's a good footballer, but I, I really don't like him as a person. And I'm ashamed that I ever had him you in my team. did have him in your team, you rat. I was desperate for points. He is sensational, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, I, I really, I find it very difficult to talk about him, Henning. Everything he does drives me insane with a, a level of anger and loathing. That I, I just really don't like him. I, I, and I really have no desire to ever meet him. I think he knows that. <laughs> he hasn't been in touch, you reckon? Yeah, well, he's, you know, we're both avoiding each other. It's one of them. <laughs> You're off on tour at the moment, Henning. Yes. If you could look out in a theatre and see any footballer front and centre at the Wickham Swan. So you've been down Wickham Wanderers. Yeah. You've had a few pints of uh, Veltins. You've nipped over to the gig. You're about to do a sold-out Wickham Swan. Lo and behold, who's that front and centre? That is, funnily enough, that actually happened. I was last week at the Wickham Swan. 
And uh, I gave quite a few tickets to the club and uh, J- uh, Matt Bloomfield and Joe Jacobson were, uh, were there to watch. So, uh, yeah, that was superb seeing them. Amazing. That is so cool. Yeah. And what then, is, some what is, I used to work with, they're still with the club. And then our new chairman or the chairman's nephew, Pete Kuik, he was there and then went all to the pub after. So, uh, yeah, great, great, great day. And do they talk to you afterwards? About comedy like they would football. <laughs> yeah, if they can steer that conversation that way, but I'm quite good at steering that conversation straight back to football. But is it like a post-match chat? You know, they're going, yeah, you know, uh, thought the jokes were good throughout, you know, I thought he did really <laughs> well. Uh, you know, a lot of good punch lines at the end there and, you know, he finished strong. Fair play to the boy. Yeah, then, did you really forget all them lines or? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, Henning, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for coming oh, on. Are you kicking me out now, man? <laughs> um, are there any specific gigs you want to plug or you would just steer people towards your website, I guess, where they can get tickets for the tour? Yeah, they can do that. Uh yeah, that would be if they, but they don't have to feel obliged or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> go and see Henning live. Thank you very That's much. My and what can I say? Go and see Matt and John live. Oh, what a oh, good guy. mate! Thank you so much. We could all do a gig together and save people the trip. Yeah, do you want to organise that? Yeah, let's let's do a tour together off the off the back of this conversation. Yeah, we'll do that. But first, I need to see evidence of ten filled bin bags. <laughs> I'll leave them on your drive. <laughs> Just chuck them in a the field. Everyone else does. <laughs> Thanks, Henning. Thank you. Cheers, mate. So that was Henning. I should say we had a fantastic email this week after last week's The Birth of the New Feature, as referenced there chatting to Henning, the the beer off. Um, Somebody messaged to say, why did you not call it Oliver Beerhoff? Because, I mean, these are the sort of guys you can only... You can only hope to get involved in a project like this, so that's Adam Whitmore. Why did you not call it Oliver Beerhoff? Um, and a separate uh, review, still a five-star review, as requested by us. Thank you for doing that. Joff66, possibly Joffy's dad. We don't know. Mm-hmm. Two professional comedians on a football podcast talking about having a beer off, and neither of you thought to suggest calling it Oliver Beer Off. Yet we were subjected to Mo Salad Cream for what felt like months. Um, quite a pissy five-star review, but we'll take it. Yeah, it really reads like a one. <laughs> Now, on Oliver Beeroff. Hello. Hello. Big fan of the podcast, despite being one of the only people at Kirkstall Brewery who is not a fan of football. I manage a small group of pubs in Leeds and surrounding areas for Kirkstall Brewery and would love to invite you for a tour of our brewery and pubs. Yes. The brewery itself takes inspiration from the original Kirkstall Brewery established in the 1800s. We're big on traditional brewing and beer styles, as well as some of the more modern craft stuff. Uh, Pubs are restored Victorian, community boozers, everything kept the way it should be. The owner is an avid collector of brewery antiques, and this (gasps) inspires what we do. I'm certain you'll appreciate what we do when it comes to the beers, food, and aesthetics of our venue, not to mention collaborations with local artists for our LUFC cans. I have one of those cans. I've drunk that beer. If you're not available for a visit, we'll send you out some samples, many of which are vegan, including our Bielsa cans. 
hard to beat that so far, isn't it? So stick them on the list, the guys at Kirkstall Brewery. That's a pitch and a half, isn't it? Proper old Victorian boozers with nice beers in, food, and a load of antiques to look at. Wow. Mm. That sounds... I mean, that just sounds like the best... I think we should go there for a week. <laughs> we could do it before a Leeds game. Yeah, like a week before, and we just go to... Did you say got a change? Three or four of them. We could just spend a couple of days Yeah, in there's Leeds. a few pubs there. The uh, the Kirkstall Brew, the, I mean, they've got a pub. I don't want to say this is fate, and I don't want to dismiss our great friends at Nightjar and Rooster and all the other breweries who have been in touch. They've got a pub called the Cardigan Arms. What do That's I like to name. wear? You like to wear cardigans, and you I got like arms. I like to wear cardigans, yeah. And there's got a pub called arms. the Kirkstall Bridge, and you once went over a bridge? Yeah, and I, I really like bridges. I like Trent Bridge, Westminster Bridge. Wow. Um, a big I'm fan reliably of informed that that is a regular haunt of Noel Whelan, who scored both goals in my first ever Leeds game in 1994. I mean, it's, there's a lot of a lot of mystical forces coming together there, isn't there? We've got to get there. And and please do keep these offers of free brewery tools coming in. We really appreciate them. Hello at cpfpl.com. There's one in the Nottinghamshire area. There are some London ones, and that'd be great. Uh, you know, obviously, we've talked offline about perhaps doing a live show one day. Offline. We could just, we could, oh, is that a problem? Yeah, but carry on. Well, what do you want me to say then? Uh, I mean, offline is, you know, oh, you... Fully in the matrix. Hey, what did that taste of? Not a lot, which is a real uh, shame. Let's get breakfast real, real again. Shame. I had a sausage sandwich on the train back this morning. I just did thought, you? you know what? It's still the weekend. Until I have to do a bit of work, still the bloody weekend, isn't it? Oh, well, I'm sorry to have ended your weekend. Um, and, you know, I hope that everything gets worse for you now, including tonight's fixtures, and I hope I somehow scrape back some dignity in what so far has been an absolute mauling this week. That's all we've got time for this week. Next podcast out on Friday at the conclusion of Game Week 29. Yes, and I am on tour this week in Newcastle, Hexham, Annick, Alnwick. Annick. 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 Yeah, people have told me it's pronounced differently now, and it's oh. got inside my head now. Well, I'm, I'm, I, I've, I speak as a man who's been there once, so... Um... I'm not yeah. saying I'm right. It's Annick, isn't it? But there are plenty of people who tell you it's Newcastle. Oh, Newcastle. You know. Ah, Newcastle. That's not, that's not war fault that was one of the bad people. Like, all war wanted to do was gun and watch a game, man. Ah, uh, yes. I would like to make something clear. Despite my very strong views about the ownership of Newcastle United, um, obviously yeah. I'm performing in Newcastle this week. Yeah. And yeah, I'm not saying I want to take back some of the stuff I've said. I'm just yes. saying... I come in peace and, you know, let's let's joke about stuff, yeah? Let's have fun together. Yeah, and while we're doing that, let's just say I've got a tour starting in, in, in September and I'd like to take this opportunity to re- retract every view I've ever expressed that may have upset anyone about anything. Yes. I mean, this is a great diplomatic note to end on. I, I think mm. people will feel like there's been a real narrative arc to this episode, that we've we started in one place, we've ended in another. There's a sense of closure, I think, for all involved. And... um. I ran out of gas there. Um, you know, I do that. That's starting to happen to me now. I think, am I getting old? I start yeah. sentences sometimes with so much excitement about where they might go, full of beans and adrenaline, and then it just stops. <laughs> but, but but people should come and see you on tour? They should, yes. Go to mattford.com <laughs> and up yours. Tweet us at <laughs> FPL. 
email us hello at cpfpl.com. We are on Facebook and Instagram. Oh, it oh. turns out, by the way, talking of hot tips, mm. turns out I was actually given one I wasn't aware of. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, uh, Dave slipped you a hot tip across the old uh, Ethernet, didn't he? He did. Dave B oh. got in touch um, about uh, signing Kulisevsky. Yeah. Uh, he got an assist this week, and he's still got yeah. to play on Wednesday. Sadly, I've only just seen this hot tip, so uh, I've not been able to implement it. But Maybe you did bring in Kulisevsky as a result of it being on the front page of the FPL app, perchance? I didn't bring him in. You've got him in your team. Have I? Yeah, you've Have got I? him in midfield, mate. Hang on, hang on, hang on. You don't even know what you're doing. Shut I don't up. think you're managing your own team. Shut Not only up. are you getting Shut hot tips. Up. Who is it? Which FPL account have oh. you passed over to manage your team? No, I this didn't. is I... huge. This, I mean, this has happened right at the end. This is the duff duff moment of this. We were the credits were rolling, and it turns out Angie has already filed for divorce before Den. You don't know who's in your team. You're not managing your own team. You've handed it over to a professional FPL account tipster, and I call you out as a fraud, Matt Fraud. I've not handed it over to anyone. You sound you like just Russell Brand. You just didn't, ranting about the Illuminati. You didn't realise that you'd brought in Kulisevsky. You don't remember bringing in a player. Mate, I couldn't tell you. You know what? I actually would struggle to tell you who was in my team apart from Salah, Trent, Alexander-Arnold and, and Robertson. No, of course you would. I would well, really... You... You put me in touch with whoever can tell me who's in your team. You put me in touch with whatever right. whatever guy or gal you've got running this ship. You, you, you put me in touch with whoever's turning the wheel. Yeah, Lord, who's on the poop deck? Bag. Let me tell you what happened. I can't even remember which player I sold for him, but basically, I wanted mm. to bring in a player with a double game week, and he was the best player at the for the money I had. I just clicked on like total points and then scrolled down until there was one I could afford. I mean, it's the, the most basic listeners way to do it. will decide. Get in touch with us. Hello at cpfpl.com. Are you the person running Matt Ford's team? Do get in touch or do feel free to speculate. Tweet at ComediansFPL. Who is running this ship? Because we've just found out the captain has been downstairs in the galley on the grog the whole time. Mate, uh, the, the problem is because you have to make mm, so many mm, changes. Mm, 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 I'm making mm, changes every week. Mm, mm, mm. And yet not taking a minus four. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, because I use a free transfer. Mm, mm, and obviously I... Yeah, so what you swamped, have to remember is... Swamped by this one transfer that you couldn't remember. Good God, yeah. man. What As, you have to remember is, in the last few weeks, right, I've used a free hit and a wild card. It's mm, carnage in there. Absolutely. How can you remember one transfer a week? I mean, absolutely, you know. Like when you told us in the same podcast, as pointed out by a listener this week, that you were simultaneously too busy to have been for a pint with a duck and had the time to have a coffee and then sit down and have another coffee on a bench. Mm? Because, yeah. I, mate, mm? Mm? I had a mate, bit of time during the mate. day before I had to get a train to a gig. Mm. Mm, and mm. I wasn't going to just walk around with a pint trying to find a duck. It's just Dave Carey, I work seven days a week. I don't have time for a pint. Matt Ford. Oh, I really enjoyed that bench. So I got another coffee and went back and sat for an hour. Also, Matt Ford. Thinking face emoji, crying laughing face emoji. We'll see you next time. You want to be careful because you are turning into a troll. And I'll see you <laughs> Physi- next time. Physically, I've been doing that for years. We like bridges and you behave like you live under one. Mm. Makes you think, right? See you next week, thinkers. Bye. Bye.